Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis, and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Every week, right here, we discover God's heart in His Word and apply it to our lives. And I am so grateful for God's Word today. It really pulled me back from the edge. I can't wait to share that with you and encourage you to. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your life and our life. God, we ask you to be with us. You're always with us, Lord, but to make us aware of your presence. Would you touch our hearts and our minds with your word and transform us with your presence. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So friends, <clears throat> you know, I like to be honest with you here on Teachable Tuesday. And I've had some challenges this past week. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Mostly, <laughs> I it has come to my attention that um, I still have a very long way to go in this holiness thing. It was like again and again, I kept coming face to face with my limitations. I would walk away from a conversation and think, ugh, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? I'm trying to understand myself. I felt a little like St. Paul, like it, the thing I do, not wanna do, I do. And the thing I wanna do, I'm not able to do. It's just a real, um, yeah, coming face to face with my weakness, my sinfulness, my failings. And I found myself very tempted to sort of retreat in the face of that, right? Like uh, I would um, see someone do something well and think, gosh, what am I doing trying to do that? I, I'm, not, I'm not holy enough for this. I, I'm not as good a speaker as that person. I, I don't know if I should be doing this. And I kept having to kind of bring myself back before the Lord and remember who he is. And he would remind me then who um, I am. And I, I wonder if maybe you can relate to that, if you've been there too, that you tend to look at other people and measure yourself against that. Or maybe you look at your behavior or your words and you don't even measure up to your own standards. Maybe it's um, your motherhood and you see yourself every day, you look in the mirror and you think, what am I doing here? Maybe you're looking at other moms on Instagram and you're thinking, wow, they have it way more together than I do. Maybe it's other marriages. You're in a season uh, that's so hard and you're feeling discouraged and everywhere you look, people are celebrating anniversaries and uh, writing or saying wonderful things about their spouses and you're feeling like, ah, that's just not my reality right now. You're starting to get discouraged or sad. Maybe it's ministry that you look at other programs with a ton of teens coming or a bunch of involved families, um, all the volunteers that you could ever need. That's happening for everyone else, but not for you. You're just kind of getting through. Maybe again, it's on social media and you're looking at retreat photos or you're seeing someone who's up in front, but that's your, your desire too would be to preach. Wherever you're coming from, I want to speak a word of encouragement today, maybe a word of uh, direction, if I may. And really, it's the gospel that is sort of setting the tone 
for today's message. You know, in today's gospel at Mass, we read the story of Zacchaeus who climbs up in the sycamore tree to get a better look at Jesus. And so that's what I hope that we're going to do today. That's not where we're camping out, but uh, the church has given us this beautiful illustration of getting a new perspective. And that's what I want to invite you to do today, to get a new perspective on those things that you're seeing up close and personal, your failings, your weakness, your sinfulness, all of your limitations. Let's get a new perspective. Let's get up a little higher and let's look at Jesus. When you're tempted to look at others, when you're tempted to look at yourself, I want you instead to look at Jesus. I had recently a very convicting <laughs> confession, uh, which, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to tell you that uh, most of my confessions revolve around the sin of pride. And uh, this wonderful holy priest said, you're spending too much time looking at others. You're spending too much time looking at yourself. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus instead. And I'm passing that on to you today that if you've become discouraged, if you're weighed down with your limitations, your lack, your sin, stop looking inside. <laughs> Stop looking at others and comparing and look instead to Jesus. You'll notice if you're doing this uh, based on the fruit that it's bearing in your life. When we look at other people, when we're too hard on ourselves, the fruit of that is often discouragement. But the fruit of looking to Jesus is something totally different. It's, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's joy. It's peace. It's love. I want to share with you um, this field manual basically for getting through this discouragement. It's a very simple psalm, another one that you can commit to memory that I would highly recommend you memorize. Psalm 34 verse 5. Look to him and be radiant so your face, faces shall never be ashamed. Look to him. Look to him. I, Gosh, I just need to soak in that. Look to him. Instead of looking at my circumstances, instead of looking at those flashing headlines that come with a lot of emotion, right, that take up a lot of our mental energy, instead of looking at all of the passing, flashing headlines of our lives, look to him. Look to him. And what's the fruit of that looking to him? We will be radiant. We will never be put to shame. Our faces will not be uh, cast down with sorrow and shame. Look to him. Let's bounce our eyes away from our circumstances, our sinfulness, our nothingness, and let's look to him. I was listening to a podcast recently. It's my favorite podcast called the Ask Christopher West podcast. It was just this week. And Christopher was uh, explaining a very similar situation, coming face to face uh, with his own failures. And he said something very interesting. He was talking about feeling in his, in his body, in his vocation, in his family, this um, sense of sadness at his own lack. And he said these words that I've just been meditating on. I, I've been saying them in conversations. I can't stop thinking about it. He said that when we experience our nothingness and we bring that nothingness to the Lord, God fills our nothingness with his everythingness. You see, you don't have to be everything, do everything, know everything. It's not up to you 
today's Teachable Tuesday and really the whole spiritual life, it's not about doing, it's about being. So all we're doing is noticing our nothingness and we're not trying to fix it. We're not trying to figure it out ourselves. Instead, we're, we're just bringing that nothingness to the Lord who fills us with his everythingness. Look to him and be radiant. He makes up for what we lack when we look to him. And I wanna give you two super practical ways to look to him. When you catch yourself sort of spiraling out, when you catch yourself um, obsessing about that mistake or those words or that thing that you want to happen that hasn't happened, right? When you're tempted to take matters into your own hands, instead, I want you to look to him. And I, I want you to do that in two very simple, practical ways. I want you to bounce your eyes <laughs> and I want you to go before him. Now, what do I mean by that? Bounce your eyes. Well, I've had this experience in mass. I go to daily mass and some days <laughs> I am just, I am there, but nobody is home. I mean, I could get halfway through the mass and think like, hello, <laughs> where are you? Come back. And it's not like I'm working anything out or daydreaming. It's like, where, where am I even? And I have to remind myself to, to come back, to be present. And I do that by bouncing my eyes to the crucifix in the church. I love to look upon Jesus on the cross. That for me has become my safe place where I connect. Um, every understanding that I'm looking for, uh, the peace, when I feel alone in my suffering, the cross is the answer to everything. And to have that actual physical representation of, of Christ on the cross there above the altar, uh, that for me draws me out of myself and back into the present moment, back into relationship with Jesus. And so I wanna encourage you to begin to look at the cross, to actually uh, fix your eyes on a physical place, on Christ on the cross. If you don't have a crucifix hanging in your home, I wanna give you permission today to look online, to go to a Catholic bookstore. I want you to get a crucifix in your home. And if you've got one, I want you to begin training yourself to bounce your eyes, to look at the cross. You are not alone. When you come face to face with your sinfulness, in the midst of your suffering, when you feel like you have nothing left, when you're aware of that nothingness, look to Jesus, who is everything, who will fill you with everything, who will fill you with himself. So get across, <laughs> look at the cross. Maybe it's as simple as wearing a crucifix and just reaching up and holding Jesus on the cross. That physical, tangible, sacramental, right? A crucifix or wearing a crucifix helps us uh, to connect to the living reality that God is with us, that he's alive and that he's with us. Secondly, I wanna invite you um, to go before him. Uh, this is, uh, I don't have enough time to talk about the beauty, the gift, the miracle that is Jesus truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. But friends, we can go before him, his true presence. He's alive in the Eucharist and we can look upon his Eucharistic face. We don't have to go into our imagination. We don't have to find him ourselves. We don't um, have to search him out only within. Of course, he lives within us, but sometimes we, we need to look at him and he knows that. 
He understands our humanity and he meets us in our humanity that when we're aching, when we're limited, when we're struggling, go before him and look at him. Lay your eyes upon him, fix your eyes, look to him and be radiant. Instead of looking at others or, or looking at ourselves, I want you to go to a chapel and to lay your eyes on the Eucharistic face of Jesus. Look to him and I promise you'll be radiant. You'll leave lighter. You can't come into the presence of God and not be changed. And sometimes we feel and experience that change in our emotions, in our thoughts. Sometimes that happens, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we don't feel anything. That doesn't make Jesus truly present in the Blessed Sacrament any less real. There are graces at work within us. Whether we're aware of them or not, when we go before him, our souls become radiant. So the next time you're tempted to look to the left or to look, look to the right, instead look to him. Go to the chapel and look to him and be radiant with joy. Um, I want to share with you last night, I, I felt like the Lord kept encouraging me in different ways to look at him, right? I would just perceive those words in my heart, like, look at me, look at me. Um, and of course, I, I had been meditating on this verse already, look to him and be radiant. And uh, as I sat before him in the Eucharistic adoration last night, I kept trying to come back, right? Come back into his presence to look at him so that I would be radiant. Um, he put a, another verse on my heart, Psalm 27, verse 9, and, and I flipped there. I didn't even know what it was, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's random. That's probably just my imagination. But I flipped there, and I read these words. Do not hide your face from me. And really, that's just the beginning of the verse. So I could go on and on. And, and in reality, that, that psalm is written from the perspective of David begging God, do not hide your face from me. But I heard it as the voice of the Lord, as the heart of the Lord saying, do not hide your face from me. Look at me. Lift up your eyes and look at me. Friends, I want you today not to look at yourselves and be discouraged. Not to look at others. Not to look at your phone and be discouraged. But to, to not hide your face from him. To look at him and be radiant. And let him fill that nothingness. It's not a bad thing. Your nothingness is not a bad thing. Ultimately, it's... It's the vessel. Your nothingness is the vessel, the vehicle to being filled with his everythingness. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for our creaturehood. Thank you for our humanity. Thank you for our limitations. In the words of St. Augustine, thank you for... Uh, the sins of our past because they've introduced us to your mercy. Thank you that you come and you fill us with yourself. You give us every good thing right in the middle of our poverty, the places that we feel the most insecure. Thank you for looking upon us with love. Would you deeply impress upon our hearts and minds today this new perspective that our um, nothingness, our limitations, our, our sinfulness, Lord, those aren't an obstacle to your love. But instead they 
attract you. You're drawn to our poverty. Thank you, Jesus. We can't understand your love, but we want to. Give us the grace to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. See you next week. Bye now.